0: I spelt La Yarona incorrectly in my notes. Thus, we pronounced it La La Rona throughout this episode. But the correct pronunciation is La Yarona. Well, hello, Haley. Hello, Stephen. Welcome back. It's been a while. It has. What you been up to? Anything fun?
1: Um, drinking. Yeah, I did. I went out drinking last night, and I regret <laughs> everything. Not really. Like I didn't do anything stupid besides kind of lose my car, but eh? found it, so that's good.
0: It is a positive. Mm, well, my problem
1: was is that I just didn't like. I didn't. I didn't know the area we were in, and we went to one of those small little dive bars that just had like that big, pap sign or whatever, and then just like the little name when we first entered the bar. But you know, there was a there was a big sign. I should have looked. I didn't know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Yeah. Well, what are we doing today?
1: Uh, we watched the Conjuring series
0: we in did, order. And we watched we watched them in chronological order. Yes. So not the way that they were released. Yeah. And we will at the end we will give our opinions on whether we liked this order. We think a different order would work or whatnot. And until then, we're going to go through each of them in the order that we watched them. Sounds good. We don't really have a preset uh, format for our discussion so you know try to follow along listeners and along the way we'll just keep a running tally of our kind of we'll rank the movies
1: okay yeah that sounds good
0: maybe one of us will convince another one that we've ranked one too low or too high along the way but (laughs) uh it's pretty much a free-for-all in all regards we'll just go as we go we should probably warn people spoiler warning obviously we're going to be talking about specific things And we start with The Nun, which happened in 1952, and I don't know about you, but I'm a sucker for gothic horror, so I really like the aesthetic and the atmosphere of this movie.
1: Yeah, I mean, I like the movie. Um, Should I be giving away my, like, stuff yet or no?
0: I don't know what stuff you got.
1: Oh, just about how I said
0: it. I did like the beginning of it.
1: Yeah, me too. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't have any complaints about a lot of it. Okay. I thought it was all well put together.
0: Yeah, and that's gonna be true of the whole universe too, is all the movies are well put together, I guess, technically. Yeah. And they all look very nice. Um, I did I'll be talking about this regularly with each of the movie or most of them. I I did feel that the movie struggled as far as like dialogue and what to keep us in the year nineteen fifty two. Like a lot of it doesn't really feel like I'm in 1952.
1: No, um, just the fact that you said that in the beginning, that was my only, that was my only
0: notation that
1: this is from that time period. I had no idea before, you know, 10 seconds ago.
0: forgot (laughs) about that. As far as the story, the plot and the characterization goes, I didn't feel there was much of it. And I felt that it was very rushed. Like, they were just trying to get you from one scare to the next without really any context as to, like, why or how that those things were happening. Did you have a similar experience?
1: Yeah, I felt I felt that way, too.
0: Speaking of the scares, how'd you like this movie? I mean, did you find it scary or any specific um, scares that stand out?
1: Um, I think, like, in the beginning when he, when he first brings them there and they kind of first figure out that stuff is going on, he goes into like the room that he puts the packages in and there's like that dead nun. I was like, oh, damn. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was kind of like my biggest scary point.
0: So that first scare with the lady, uh, I guess she would be like the mon- the head of the monastery or something kind of?
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know. I feel like after that I was like, okay, another one? Okay.
0: <laughs> well, because they use that same scare like three or four times.
1: Yeah, I mean they're kind of jump scares, but whatever. Not jump scares—that's not the word I'm looking for. They're like the uh, well,
0: they are. In general. Yeah,
1: but like in a different way. It's not just something popped up. It was, you know, there's like something there, and then it's like, oh no, that thing is actually scary.
0: Yeah, it's trying to play on your expectations, but I felt like they were like they really missed on that opportunity because all the nuns kind of look alike. And a lot of times they have, you know, a nun, like, covering their face, talking to our main characters, mm-hmm. and it's really never, like, the demon nun. It's always an actual nun, and I didn't think that they played with that enough.
1: No, definitely not.
0: Like, they had such a good setup with that, but as far as my, f- I think my favorite, I don't know if it's a scare, but. It is. It's definitely a big jump scare, too, is, you know, when all the nuns are sitting there praying with each other. Mm hmm. Cinematically, I really loved it when when it's like the over the head shot of that happening when they all just get sent over into the corners and whatnot.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I get that. I yeah. really
0: liked that looked cool. It did. And then I have to bring up. So the priest in this movie gets buried alive. I couldn't help but thinking in that scene that like a demon had to sit there and chisel out the tombstone in order to make that happen because the tombstone is there in the real world.
1: Yeah, um, that was confusing. (laughs) That was confusing. Yeah, how that all happened, I mean, I guess a demon is magical. I'm sure he can just, like, poof, snap his fingers, and it's chiseled out.
0: Yeah, it's kind of weird. I think there's a lot of that in this movie where it's like, well... How could a demon? Well, just like even the hole that sent down into to get buried, like someone's got to dig that up. Yeah, apparently the demons are magicians also in this movie and can alter physical things really quickly. All in all, I, I didn't think there was much tension in this movie as far as it being built up for the scares, and they always they like they end really really quickly.
1: Yeah, they do. Like
0: it's just like scare boom next scene like what the hell so and they were predictable they were yeah any thoughts on the acting in this movie
1: i didn't think it was um uh that bad really did you yeah
0: no no actually it didn't i i liked the acting overall in this movie i thought didn't the novitiate did really good
1: yeah didn't that um french guy though like he did i
0: enjoyed him
1: yeah, but he didn't like he didn't play that off very well. Like
0: it was a weird I mean, he's part of the reason why this movie struggles to keep you in like 1952 and his dialogue, especially like it's, it's it was a weird mix. <laughs>
1: yeah. And even like,
0: I, I liked them, but
1: yeah, yeah, no, that it didn't fit with the time period. But yeah, I liked I liked the, the French guy. Um, I thought that they were all pretty well cast.
0: Yeah. Yeah, but... that's fair.
1: But it, like even his clothing like isn't very um, 1952 either. None of theirs really are.
0: Yeah, it felt a little bit like um, late 80s. They used a wardrobe that already existed instead of creating their own something to fit the movie.
1: I'm sure budget wise, they probably had to.
0: Yeah, that's a thing with all these spinoffs. Um, all right, you ready to kind of wrap this movie up? I think this movie's a mess logically. Yeah. So, but I'll, I want to end on that. Okay. I have two big issues. The first is that in the end of the movie, we find out that the monastery was actually empty the entire time that they were there, like from the first moment that they arrived, which means that the nun, Valak, mm-hmm. literally informed them of everything that we learned throughout the movie, including like how to get rid of itself, its own weaknesses. Okay. Yeah i'm with you there isn't that amazing like what (laughs) did you catch on to that um
1: i guess like not really but i mean when i kind of figured out obviously that was empty so it's like oh
0: yeah so then then when you think about it because i was like when that reveal happens it's right towards the end of the movie so you know it wasn't too long later that i'm able to be like well wait (laughs) why the hell would Valak like explain everything I can't leave the premises, uh, this, that. Like, dude, these people don't know how to get rid of you. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. But And that's, I guess, part of this next flaw, too, is that they were trying to create this big twist in this movie. But they never gave the viewer any insight into the possibility that everybody that our novitiates talking with could possibly be, essentially Valak, could possibly be the dead that she's talking to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you if you caught something let me know but I think the movie needed to give us that hint you know when you're watching let's say a Scooby-Doo movie you know that there's a mystery so you're involved with that part of the story but you don't know this is a mystery until they tell you oh by the way
1: yeah no because they go and it's like oh we're just gonna like figure this out like the, this non-committed suicide so that's what we've got to go figure out and then it's like this whole other like all this other like demon stuff that's unraveling that you don't quite really get
0: exactly because they're trying to keep you in the dark but i I don't think that was the right choice at all like
1: it was never like solved it was never wrapped up like a movie should be
0: <laughs> no well yeah exactly so that was all i got do you have anything else on the movie mm, no not especially okay so i think the thing that i liked most about this movie i got a lot of issues with it and everything but it's not going to be last on my list. I really liked what this movie could have been, just not what we ended up getting.
1: Yeah. No, I agree. So
0: right now, right now it's at the top of my list, though. Well, it's the first one, so it's the only one on the <laughs> list. It's also on the bottom of my list. You're right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did you like it? Standing on its own, yes. Fair enough. Next is going to be Annabelle Creation, which happens three years later in 1955, mm-hmm. which is, I guess going to be our first piece in the big spin off of the conjuring the annabelle series i really liked the camera work in the beginning i don't know if you caught on to it it's um while they're introducing us to the orphanage it kind of like moves around it so i think it's a one take shot if i recall correctly
1: oh yeah um sorry to just think about it there for a second um no
0: yeah it's been it's been like two weeks since we watched yeah a... some of these up to three weeks
1: yeah right yeah Yeah, I guess um, it was shot nicely. I I like the camera work throughout the whole thing.
0: All right. Let's talk about Sister Charlotte for a little bit. Okay. She would suck to confess to. So Janice confesses to her about, I can't remember, something she did. And first of all... Sister Charlotte does not let Janice talk, doesn't really listen to her. She cuts her off, and then she scolds her for what she did, like as soon as her confession's out. The whole point of a confession is that you're asking for forgiveness from God without an earthly retribution.
1: Yeah. You
0: know, it's like, hey, go pray 10 times, not, hey, you're going to get spanked for this. (laughs) I don't know.
1: Yeah, no, I feel like in most confessions, um, like the priest never scolds you no matter what you would tell him And anything I've seen, so... But I suppose, too, she's kind of like acting as the mother role for these children.
0: Yeah, that's, I'm sure, part of it. Mm -hmm. I laughed really hard at like the first, I don't know, maybe it's not the first scare in the movie. But um, when the doll is just like looking straight up at the girl from the bunk bed, I thought that that scene was hilarious.
1: Oh, yeah. Yep.
0: Did it scare you or did you laugh?
1: Um, No, not really. (laughs) So some things that I pointed out were, like, the seatbelt in the chairlift have to be buckled. Like, the guy points that out when they're walking through the house. And he brings that chairlift down for Janice, who just went through polio, or is still recovering from polio. I guess I'm not... I don't know much about polio. so
0: Yeah, recovering?
1: Recovering? I'm not Question sure. Question mark? <laughs> okay. Something. She got the polio.
0: So you pointed that out to me. That was... You were pointing that out, not from previous knowledge of seeing this before. It was just a... We did see this before, both of us, right?
1: Yeah. But it'd been, it's been it been, like, you know, a couple of years, obviously.
0: What do you think of that scene when she's struggling to get buckled up and everything?
1: Oh. um, I want to know, like, how the doll got possessed. And I know, like, we get to that later on. But, like, at that point in the movie, it was very not... I, I would have liked the story before the scares, I guess.
0: You skipped past my question.
1: Oh, I'm so sorry.
0: <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> we'll move on. Um. So, yes, I was thinking the same thing. I don't know. They should have. Exp- well, they do explain it eventually.
1: Yeah, but not like like haunting things or or like possession things and what all that is like already happening.
0: Yeah, they explain it I'm sure that's a suspense. Like like an hour into the movie that they explain it or something almost? I don't know. But yeah, yeah, um, it was bugging me too. Well, but it was a distraction at that point if both of us had that same issue. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would agree. They definitely should have said that one earlier.
1: My biggest scare actually, and these are the kind of things that I like, is when she's like sitting in her room and she's like, um, she found that little like wind up, ball toy that like shoots out the ball then
0: Do you know okay what I'm talking yeah about?
1: yeah and she's doing that and then like the thing like pulls it up and you don't see it and then all of a sudden you hear the running footsteps like oh that that got me my heart dropped
0: a little And so a little tension worked there for you yeah because that's i mean you know something's gonna happen yeah it's kind of like the nun scene in the previous one that i liked it's like you know something's gonna happen but they, they got you when it did happen
1: but they kind of like, they tease you with it, cause like nothing actually like comes in there. They tease you with it. Nothing actually... They- they tease you with it. They- Tease you- They- Tease- Tease- Tease you with it. They-, they, tease, you. they, tease, you. they tease you- They tease you- Actually, they- They tease you- Nothing actually like comes. They tease you. Nothing actually. They tease you with it. Nothing actually. They tease you. They tease you. They tease you. Nothing actually comes. Like, like comes. They tease you. Nothing actually. They tease you. Yes. They, They like comes. They like comes. They comes in there. Nothing actually like comes. Comes. They. Tease, tease, tease you with Nothing like actually. comes, they tease you with it. Nothing actually like comes in there. The room, at that point, yes. She just falls asleep. Like I could never do that.
0: A couple times she just like goes to bed. Oh well, that shit was wrong, weird. But I- I'm gonna go to bed now. Mhm. That's funny. Any other scenes in this movie?
1: Um, you have notes for me, but I don't quite remember
0: it. So. There were some silly things in the movie. like Yeah,
1: like, I remember the actual scene. Like, she got on the ladder, and I, I text She was like, got on the la- ladder. Brilliant. Um, I don't remember what else was happening. Oh, wait, that was when she was in the um, the shed. Okay.
0: Yeah, like, the scarecrow is legit moving in front of her. Mm-hmm. And then the light went out. Yeah. So she gets up on a ladder while somebody else is clearly in the same room as her. That like, wants
1: to hurt her. Like, that's... Uh, yeah that's that's yeah you're pretty
0: helpless up on a ladder Mm -hmm. this isn't a this isn't a wcw match or something
1: no no you're not gonna body slam a demon
0: you asked if the nun was dead and i had the same question Oh, that that's not talking about... I got the nun from the last movie. That nun's not in here. No, but no, no. Sister the, Charlotte.
1: Yeah, Sister Charlotte. Um.
0: Yeah, she just, like, disappears for a really long time from the movie.
1: Well, but no, then uh, Janice is sitting in the wheelchair, and, like, a, a nun comes and walks her up and, like, slams and closes her in that shed.
0: That was just the demon pretending. That was just for us, the viewer.
1: Yeah, I know. I didn't get it, though. I, I thought it was Sister Charlotte, that nun.
0: Oh, like... Dead at that point already.
1: Yeah, it's like, when did she die? We didn't see that.
0: Mm-hmm. No, very, very few deaths. So, one thing that I noticed in this movie is that the demon seems to have this thing for left eyeballs, okay. which goes all the way back to the very beginning of the movie with the car crash. The little girl's got a doll. And after the car crash, the camera focuses in on the doll and the whole left eye is busted out. And then later, the demon is like a part of a scary scene while she's looking at Janice from down the hall. She's like stabbing one of their porcelain dolls in the left eye. And there was something else. But I thought maybe that like they had shown us the doll instead of the little girl in order to represent the injuries to Annabelle. Mm. But they just didn't want to show it to us because it would be too much gore and because it would cause the movie to be an R rating. But there's two issues with that. The movie is rated R. And then when we get a glimpse of the ghost of Annabelle, there is no evidence of an eye injury to her. So I, I don't think that is the case. And my second theory, because here's the thing, is it doesn't come into the movie at all. There can only be theories as to why this demon has a thing for left eyeball. So my second theory is...
1: Real quick, the mom, too, like she has that face thing. Is that on the left side?
0: Thank you. Yeah, that was one of the other. There's like four things in the movie.
1: Okay. Yep. Yeah, she wears that little mask.
0: Yeah, yeah. So anyway, my second theory would be divine intervention, which works in this universe because that's kind of a thing in this universe, and it covers up all plot holes, which there are plenty of. So my thought process is maybe the demon caused the crash in the first place, and the damage to the doll is manifested because of a prior left eye fetish that the demon has. I don't know. I mean, there's no reason for that in the movie. I don't... It would have been neat, I guess, if they would have done something with it, but
1: yeah um I don't
0: know what a left eyeball signifies.
1: <laughs> I don't either.
0: What do you think about the story and the plot in this movie?
1: um I think overall again, on its own, it's a pretty good movie. I remember the first time I saw it. I was freaked out. I do think though like it does get a little like uh, i don't I don't like it doesn't go after like obviously it chooses Janice at the end totally you know because she's the weakest link, but it does kind of like terrorize everyone too which mm-hmm. i feel like most of the other movies kind of don't do that they kind of like just pick their person and go with that hmm. do you agree
0: or disagree well i disagree i think it focused on janice
1: what well, did but like i mean terrorizing that one girl in the shed that wasn't yeah janice. that was
0: a little bit um Unspecific. There was a little moment there where it kind of goes off the rails. It's a good point.
1: And and too like I mean, the other girl too with that ball thing. That was a different character as well.
0: Well, that that was um, that
1: was the friend. That was Janice's best friend.
0: Yeah. So yeah, maybe a little less focused. And I think that's probably was a the time. That, that, there was like no story or plot at least in this movie. So that, yeah, that's probably a little bit to create some more scenes because once again, I think the main idea was just scare, scare. And yep. I thought a lot of it was predictable in this movie. Again, <laughs> there'd be more of that in this series. It's just kind of how like the, these movies are created as far as the scares go. All right. So I think that's all we got. Yeah. Which one do you put above the other?
1: Oh, I mean, Annabelle Creation over The Nun.
0: Yeah. I put The Nun over Annabelle Creation. It's just, well, okay. These first three movies, are. I think it really just comes down to, like, what kind of movie you like.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, because in every other way, as far as like story and plot goes and scares, they're all very similar but different. Mm-hmm. But they're just different types of stories and different atmospheres. Which brings us to the next movie, Annabelle, mm-hmm. which takes place twelve years later than in nineteen sixty-seven. Okay, and
1: I feel like that one's a little more like better placed on the timeline.
0: Um placed on the timeline or the- like year
1: wise, like it it seemed very nineteen sixty seven, I guess. Yeah in the movie.
0: And I don't think I commented about that in Annabelle Creation, because I think I pretty much bought it in Annabelle Creation as far as nineteen fifty five.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: There's a big coincidence, some more divine intervention, I believe, unless you can explain it for me. At the end of the previous movie, Janice goes and kills her parents. Years and years later, after she gets adopted,
1: mm-hmm. and she's also changed her name to Annabelle now.
0: Yes, she was possessed towards the end of the fir- of Annabelle creation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The same exact Annabelle doll ends up directly next door to her parents. Mm-hmm. Is that? I don't know. Nope. Co- coincidence, yeah. I guess. Because um, then she in this movie she comes over then to their house for some reason.
1: Oh, yeah, and she says, I like your doll.
0: Yeah. Um...
1: Yeah, because she's seen that doll before, obviously, when she was in the orphanage.
0: Yeah, it's like the doll called out to her, maybe, or something and we're supposed to go with. <laughs>
1: maybe. I'm not sure. They, they didn't really right. touch on it. They should have. They should have, like, made that more of the story. But it we'll not quid- coincidentally put her, like, be able to get in touch with that doll again for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, it's weird. Oh, well, there is a creepy priest, in my opinion, who takes a picture of. OK, so in this movie, there is um, young couple and new baby.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Young couple is going to be Mia is Mia, I think, is yeah. the female's name. And so the priest takes a picture of her with her baby. And I felt like they were setting him up to be some sort, like have a fascination with her or be kind of a creep because she's like let me go get my husband for this picture. And he's like, nah, just want a picture of you. Yeah. I, I don't know. Did you get that impression that he was creepy at all? Because it, it, he wasn't, I guess.
1: Yeah, no, I thought that was weird, too. I would have been like, no, you can walk away now. Right?
0: <laughs> well, he wants the photo like for the church because it's a new baby, but... Like, I would want my partner to be in that photo too. Think of how cool that'd be as a partner to see the picture up at church, and (laughs) you're not even involved in your own baby's picture that goes up for everyone to look at.
1: Yeah. Also, in the 60s, though, the mother was, you know, the mother was the one that had to primarily take care of the children. Yeah. I don't know uh, if that, I don't know if it plays on that at all, but maybe.
0: I don't know either. I thought, I thought everything with the priest in this movie could have been cut out. Of course, they kind of need him in order to tie in a couple, like, La <laughs> into this franchise. Mm-hmm. They don't need him for that, but they used him for that for some reason. I think everything with him was just kind of, it didn't add to the movie at all. But there was one scene with him that I kind of liked, only because it reminds me of a different horror movie that I do really like. When he puts the doll into his car,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it really looks and feels like a scene from, I think it's Chucky 2. It's just something about how it's shot, but... I don't know if you're familiar with those movies.
1: No, you know I've seen them, but I couldn't. I just have the gist of the story, really. The Chucky movies. Yeah,
0: yeah, you haven't seen them like multiple times, like me. Yeah, no, once I've seen them once. <laughs> there's, if you remember, Chucky gets like thrown into the back of a car, and then things go from there. But I think they were trying to play off of that a little bit because there's, um, there's a lot of inspiration in these movies from from historical horror movies that gets used. I think you had something else with the father, though.
1: Oh, the father at the door scene. Um...
0: Well, so going off of mine, when when the priest takes the doll, mm-hmm. doll ends up injuring the priest, so he goes to the hospital.
1: Oh, and yeah. then
0: he's not dead, though, even though it seems like he's dead from his injuries. He's not dead.
1: Yeah, you. He should have been dead. There's no way he he would have survived that. He's still old too, so. <laughs> I can't remember, was it the acting that was overdone? Oh, the scene where he shows up at the door when he's possessed when all the other stuff is happening. I think that's the one that's super overdone and cheesy.
0: Yeah, and it it is. I will agree. Yeah, it's like
1: um, Halloween makeup, kind of. (laughs) (laughs) And even just his acting is like...
0: Over the top.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, a scene that I really liked was uh, when she's like downstairs doing laundry, the demon is messing with her in the elevator, and then she gets upstairs because she's trying, she she leaves the baby sleeping upstairs in this apartment complex. And she's running up the stairs and then she looks down, and you can just barely see this outline of of the devil. That freaked me out. I love that scene.
0: I'm not in total disagreement. Uh, The only thing, my issue with that scene is I just felt that it was way too over edited and in general i wasn't in love with like the camera work and the editing in this movie there's like a lot of you can't quite the cameras maybe shaking or something and the editing was very choppy i mean
1: not that not that like back in 2014 the editing wasn't great or anything but i suppose too for that kind of scene like you gotta do something to be able to bring bring something out in total darkness
0: yeah well it was the choppiness there's that scene has a lot of cuts in it while well, she's, like, going up the stairs and everything.
1: Oh, yeah, because he's got, like, his hands going around the railing and stuff like that. Yeah, okay.
0: Yeah, it was just really, you you just saw little bits and pieces of things. It wasn't very cohesive. No. And so that happens around when she leaves the baby? Mm-hmm. So that brings up a question for me. I mean, you hear a sound in your household, mm-hmm. and... You've got a newborn baby. You are gonna go. It's a suspicious sound. You are gonna go investigate it. Do you really leave your baby alone? No, I mean,
1: I wouldn't go investigate it. I texted you after that one movie. I was like, I think my cat knocked something down in the basement, but like, I am not going down there to look. So,
0: I just thought that was so. It was so easily, so obviously, trying to because no new mother is gonna leave their baby alone when they hear some sort of sound in their household. Just never. It was so clear what was happening. Like, oh, all right, they're gonna separate mom and baby and make that a big old traumatic scene yeah oh well let's talk about evelyn oh yeah i loved her <laughs> i love her she is the first character that i actually cared about in the first three movies
1: yeah okay man like i kind of cared i kind of cared about the baby but
0: <sighs> i i know that if they don't even kill adults in these movies i know for sure that the baby saw right
1: <laughs> i know yeah i can't i
0: i couldn't watch that movie
1: i don't know after the um the other one where they killed the child i had to i had to take a minute. <laughs>
0: What Shh, they didn't kill any child children.
1: Um yeah, You mean it, in Annabelle Creation? Yeah. Mm You see the car no, the car scene where their daughter dies, the oh,
0: couple's yeah, daughter died. She yeah. died. Yeah, she died. They don't show her.
1: <laughs> yeah, but they kinda of show the But she did die. She did die. But okay. Yeah, we were just talking about Evelyn. Um yeah, I I loved her. She was very nice.
0: Yeah. She uh there is something about her. She's very wholesome. I did not care for the acting in this movie. So I kind of bought the couple, that they were a couple. Like, I think there was some chemistry there. But as far as emotional range, I didn't think either one of them had a whole lot going no.
1: on. No. No, there wasn't much of a backstory to them. Like she, I mean, Evelyn had a backstory, but she didn't play it out well enough. Like
0: Yeah, once again, there's like no story or plot in the movie. <laughs> yeah. It's just kind of like... Scare. I do have a scare to talk about. Okay. So there's... She's like holding a baby in her arms in the doorway. Mm -hmm. Remember that scene? I don't remember exactly what happens, but uh, it's not her baby. And I think that's what it is, is that it's not her baby. And I just felt that that was a very predictable scene and not ended up being scary. Did you fall for that scene? Did they get you? No. Yeah. Okay. See, My thoughts were just that it was paced too quickly. And then the baby like laughs or whatever before she turns around the baby because she thinks her baby's dead i think so she's sitting there crying with it in her arms and then like baby laughs a demon type laugh of some sort before there's any visual score because then she flips it around and she's like oh my god what's wrong this ain't my baby yeah the visual part should have come before the laugh because a laugh is never gonna be scary
1: yeah i don't (laughs) know and they
0: just They didn't drag it on like there was no it kind of all happens really quickly. You ready for the conclusion on this movie? Yes. I think we were both confused how committing suicide with that doll would fix anything. They didn't really The little bit of story that they did add into this movie with Evelyn didn't really cover that. Mm -hmm. From what I remember.
1: I'm thinking that like Evelyn I mean obviously this is all happening and this isn't like over this is over like minutes or hours. So Evelyn probably just thought this is the quick solution, though. Um, I don't know that my life is I would never take my life in that situation without knowing that it would.
0: Right. Work. Like,
1: yeah. Like, I guess, like if I had to save one of my children, like, obviously, I would give my life for my children. Um, I wouldn't give my life without knowing that it's going to save my children.
0: Well, they just shoehorned it in there because it makes sense with it's like her story arc she have like a f- child or something like that that she lost? Was yeah. that her yep. connection with this lady? So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, it was kind of her little story arc. But as far as why she thought that that would work to get rid of the demon, doesn't make sense.
1: No, no, don't know.
0: All right. I'll reveal where I put this movie. I put this movie in last. Uh, I put this behind the nun.
1: Mm, mine's in between the two. All right. Annabelle Creation still the number one for me and then Annabelle and then the nun.
0: All right. On to the fourth movie in the franchise. The Conjuring, which occurs, what, four years? Yeah, four years later in 1971. Mm -hmm. We do have some structure to our notes for this one. Yes. So overall thoughts on the movie first. Uh, I felt like this movie really feels like it is inspired in structure from the movie The Poltergeist in 1982. I think you've only seen the more recent Poltergeist
1: um Retro. what one The is it called the Pol- poltergeist
0: yeah it's called poltergeist
1: oh yeah no i have seen that yeah
0: oh you saw the original one no not the original okay
1: the newer yeah. one
0: i haven't seen that one but maybe i don't know maybe structure wise it is similar so i don't know if you could re- recall that at all but
1: mm, no i don't know i don't a lot I don't of like-
0: inspiration It's just kind of a slower spook, and this one kind of builds. I think that's part of it. Yeah. And then there's also, like, the paranormal investigators living in the house with them going on in both movies. Yeah. Early on in this movie, I think that they use a lot of different camera techniques as, like, early setups for spooky things later, which you appreciate the setup. So that way, when the scare happens, it kind of makes sense, and it's been set up. So I like that.
1: Yeah, I think um, I think it would... it didn't, wasn't just, like, scare after scare after scare. It was like, oh, this built up to something
0: bigger. Something, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I remember they showed us that earlier. Yeah. But, like, it's not like where they just, you know, have the camera linger on some item, at least most of the time. It's not really quite that. Like, you know, there's a little bit more to it. So I appreciate it. This movie actually had some uh, setups to it. And I thought the sound design, the acting, and the dialogue were all really good. I mean, this movie's just... Every aspect of it's pretty darn good.
1: Mm-hmm. I did feel like um, it it was moving faster, like to the scares. I just felt like um, I hold on. Let me think of
0: the words here. That's a pacing issue, or not issue?
1: Yeah, know. no, I liked it. I think um, I felt like we kind of got to the point a little better. Like we knew what was going on. I felt like all the other movies, it's like you get to the end and you have to like really put it together. After everything, like in your mind in this one, it was like, okay, cool. I'm following along. I know what's happening.
0: Makes sense. I'll Mm -hmm. agree with that. Uh, Any other overall thoughts?
1: Mm, I think I'm good for now.
0: Got some specific likes, and then we'll do some dislikes after that. I like that we early on in the movie, when the girls are in bed, one of the girls wakes up or whatever, and she can see this demon. She's staring at this demon in the corner of the room. Mm -hmm. And we cannot see the demon there. And I thought that was a great choice. I thought it was super creepy. Like instead of having some CGI monster there or someone in a costume, it's like let our imagination fill in that gap. I really liked that choice. I also like that they explain how possession works in this movie.
1: Yeah, I like that the husband believes and experiences everything along with the wife and children. Like normally it's only the wife and kids do. And I feel like in movies like this, the husband is like, nah, it's fine which often makes the wife seem crazy. I mean, even in the last one, it's like the husband believed her, but in Annabelle, he's like, yo, okay, okay, honey. Well, we'll get rid of the doll if that's what you want.
0: Even the last one, the husband's really not there until towards the end. Yeah,
1: no, he doesn't like really, you know, he doesn't get the leading up stuff. He just gets the, holy crap, this is totally crazy. Mm-hmm. But I like that. I like that the husband is like, oh, okay. Yeah, I experience all these things as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's kind of a cheap play that you see a lot of movies because, uh, I mean, like sometimes, at least sometimes, it's like, how wouldn't you at this point believe her, or why would you be so belligerently against believing her to like such extremes? Yeah, I think it's usually used to create like some false tension. Yeah, that this movie had a lot of creativity and it scares.
1: Yeah, the hanging girl is spooky when she turns like. Yeah, where her feet are like levitate. You can only see her feet.
0: I'm trying to remember that scene.
1: Yeah, um. Who's hiding under there? Now I can't even remember. I think it's the wife, because the wife is the one who, like, really goes crazy in it. And she's downstairs and she's experienced, like, she's locked downstairs or whatever.
0: Okay. Oh, so, like, down a hallway or something like that, kind of?
1: That Yeah, well, no, that downstairs, like, remember they broke out a wall and found a cellar?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, so... that's what I meant, that area. Okay. Yeah. So good scare there.
1: Yep, that was a good one.
0: I think there were a lot more that were less predictable in this movie than most of the others. The demon does a lot of dividing and conquering in this movie, which I liked.
1: Yeah, I thought the exorcism, that gave me chills.
0: Yes, the exorcism is really well done. Like the sound design in it's really, really good. It's full. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Uh Let's move on to the dislikes. Okay, so this whole franchise is shot on like top-notch film. It's it's all digitally shot, really, really, really clear shots, really you know pretty shots. But in this movie specifically, they're shooting on like this 50 millimeter camera, mm-hmm. so you know like an old old style camera, and they do a little bit of like I can't remember how they showed it, but they show you that like we're looking through that camera lens at one point. Yeah, they didn't add any like grain to it. They kept it as a digital. They were still filming with a digital camera and they didn't even use any kind of grain to it i didn't i didn't like that
1: <laughs> only like half put you in the experience didn't fully commit to it
0: yeah it's like i don't know why this director and this whole series why they care like i think scary movies are a little better when they're not so well so pre
1: <laughs> so what do you like like the blair witch project is that your favorite one
0: I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. I mean, that movie's worthless once you know what happens.
1: Yeah, I guess. But like, I don't know. I suppose.
0: Got spoiled at like, I don't know, a few days after it came out or whatever. And I was like, oh, well, no point in watching it now.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I still thought it was good. But I was pretty young, too. I think I was like, you know, 13 or 14. And we watched that. And then we like went to a park. And it was close to Halloween. And we were all like...
0: Shaking in our boots, pretty much. We're gonna get murdered. <laughs> uh, I do have a big issue. Yes. Lorraine falls two stories, straight legged, down and hits a concrete floor. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got a li- li- little little drop of blood towards the top of her head. Pretty sure she would be needing some tetanus shots from like nails and shit cutting her on her way down because she hits a lot of debris. And I'm also pretty sure that she's got two broken legs but no injuries
1: no besides that small blotch of blood
0: yeah it's just ridiculous
1: i don't like that they don't play it like they killed the dog like the de- or the demon killed the dog at the beginning that's just like never brought up again like nobody cares anymore oh okay no <laughs> yep. our dog died we don't know how but we're not gonna investigate that at all
0: yeah they really do ignore that don't they
1: yeah they do it's like I mean, I've heard that, though, like, you know, in haunted scenarios, like they kill the animals because they, like you've said before, like animals um, are more susceptible to seeing those kinds of things. So they're like the warnings. So I get killed.
0: Let's let's be clear. I pretty much don't believe in ghosts, but I think it's possible. Yes. And if so, yes, I I would assume that at least cats (laughs) have the ability to see ghosts and shit. But yeah, they're more yeah not visually see but like sense
1: yeah that something is there they're they would they're like the sounding alarm that like something yeah exactly would be going on but um yeah we just don't touch base on that at all and i feel like if my dog died i would i would um look yeah, into it really
0: no grief no, no grief from the kids or anything on that
1: no hmm. no i didn't like that
0: fair well i know where i put this movie Okay. Up above The Nun. So right now I have The Conjuring, Nun, Annabelle, Creation, Annabelle.
1: Mine goes The Conjuring, Annabelle, Creation, Annabelle, The Nun.
0: Let's move forward. So coming into this next movie, Mm -hmm. I thought that we were going to get the story of Janice growing up and forming a cult leading up to the murder of her parents. I got tricked with something that I read online. I misread something and so I... I wish we had gotten that movie. I would have liked to see Janice create a cult and that leading up to the murder of her parents. But that's not the movie we got. What we got was Annabelle Comes Home, which um, either takes place in 1968, 1969, or in 1971 slash 72, one or the other. Mm -hmm. It's not really known. No. So right off the start of the bat of the movie, there's a ghost that like pushes We didn't talk about the Warrens, but the Warrens are at the heart of the entire Conjuring universe, uh, the the main Conjuring movies. So Mr. Warren gets pushed into the road by a ghost. Yeah, I remember. I thought it looked like shit. Yeah. I have I have a lot on visual stuff that I want to talk about with this movie.
1: Yeah, it was pretty bad, and it was confused. I know you were confused there for a little bit on that whole scene. They should have like played it out better, cause oh, cause Janice does like she's in the back seat, she's her ghost or whatever.
0: Yeah, there's some confusing things that they don't make too clear.
1: Mm-hmm. But then Lorraine doesn't think it's her; she thinks it's the woman who just died in a car crash down the road.
0: Yeah, they don't they don't spell it out quite. There's like a couple a couple missing letters in that beginning. So visually. This is a movie where I will get into. I noticed that there were a lot of subtle and some not so subtle callbacks to horror movies of the past. Have you ever seen the movie The Strangers?
1: Uh, I don't think so.
0: Okay. In that movie, there's a lady who rings a doorbell and then she's like talking through the door to, you know, to our people inside. And In this movie, Pink Shirt Girl, that's all we knew her by. So Pink Shirt Girl, that same situation happens to her. And in both situations, when they like open the door or whatever and talk to the girl, the girl's response is, I think you have the wrong or I think I have the wrong house.
1: The pink shirt girl said, I think you have the wrong house to the little girl who didn't talk.
0: Yes. Yeah. Another moment when one of them is locked inside of a car later on in the movie. Yeah. And then a werewolf rips through the canopy of it. Yeah. So my question
1: are- actually on that was like, What's up with the freaking werewolf? Like, when did when did this become that kind of movie? Wait, uh, where where does this well,
0: come from? Annabelle comes home is yeah this one. Um, well, I'll get into my issue with this movie. That's part of it. Okay. When she's touching stuff in the um, the Warrens' collection of demonic things that you're not supposed to touch anything because I think they described it in. The previous movie but like i guess basically you could awake the demons within or something Mm -hmm. and all of those items are supposed to be or at least a lot of them are like have demons and they're you know a different demon attached to them yeah and she's touching all the stuff so she's opening up these things like they're like a werewolf apparently (laughs) I i guess a demon werewolf yeah so I'll just say right now, my issue with the end of the movie is that once they shut the uh, the little case on Annabelle, everything ends. But from my understanding, like, do all these other demons praise this one demon? And it's like, oh, well, she can't haunt anymore, neither can we. I mean, we were all let loose, but whatever. I think... they had to end the movie, but, you know, I think that's... It yeah how that makes any sense
1: well but like this like animal demon can take all sorts of forms and obviously is very strong so
0: she's clearly not the only one
1: yeah no i
0: don't know yeah big issue for me but i understand that you know they had to end the movie so Mm -hmm. i'd rather that i guess than another three hours of having to get all the other demons back in their homes
1: yeah i suppose.
0: Back to that though, that rip at when the werewolf rips the car, mm-hmm. it looks a lot like when Freddy Krueger tears through some bedsheets. I want to say in the first movie, probably. Then it's just a, I think there's three rips, if I recall, for the werewolf. Yeah,
1: I think so. Little thing
0: I noticed, and then there's another Poltergeist, uh, a couple really Poltergeist shoutouts in this shoutouts in this movie, which would be the television scene going on, and then there's a clown toy like at, during that scene. That just solidified for me yeah that was all I had
1: okay um I thought the costumes were very like haunted house like and the makeup was like when you're when you're in the like plays in high school and all the little freshmen are doing the makeup and they have to like overdo it so the people in the audience can see that you're dressed up like an old lady but obviously yeah. you know, these are um these are close-up shots we don't we don't need it that overdone
0: no yeah the haunted house was um or er, it was a haunted house it pretty much it felt like a haunted house yeah like they're yeah. walking
1: through some of that stuff and yeah it felt like
0: like yeah. the mummy with the coins or whatever yeah yeah it all felt uh not quite up to quality as far as the prop work goes yeah uh another visual thing There's fog inside of this home, but there isn't literally fog inside the home. It's just there for us because nobody acknowledges like, oh, there's fog that I'm seeing inside of the home. You know, in no way, like even if it's not by words, like they don't give a weird reaction to seeing fog. They just but they put fog in the home to make it creepier. Yeah, I don't like that. I was dumb. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I thought this movie struggled to stay within that time period of. Uh, late 60s early 70s and it was just holding on by a thread because um really because of the outfits and the hairstyles yeah the dialogue also did not feel dated whereas in like Annabelle they really used kind of more old-timey type dialogue but they yeah. didn't even put any effort into making this dialogue like no of a time
1: no not really
0: all right so that's all I had for like the visual things in the movie did you have anything else
1: Hmm. I'm I'm wondering. I guess it's not really visual. It's more. I'll say it later.
0: Okay. Um. So half hour into the movie, when the babysitters are at the house, mm-hmm. like nothing's happened yet. <laughs> there wasn't any characterization or plot set up already. Right. Like that's you know usually that's done in the first fifteen to eh, twenty five minutes of a movie. And at the half hour point, you should be into your second act. Like that should pretty much all be. Maybe not done with, but I'll be set.
1: Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do think the suspense is like a a little better in this movie than the previous ones.
0: Yeah, uh, I felt like they tried to create suspense in this movie but I don't think that they really tried in like the other Annabelles and the nun. Yeah, how I said those ones are like, boom, bump, scare. On to the next one. That, That goes, I guess, right along with like, nothing happened into a half hour into the movie. And then it's actually not until an hour and 10 minutes into this movie before anything actually happens as far as scares. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And my issue though, with how they did it, why I say they tried to create suspense is that like the actors are acting scared and the music is telling us to be scared, but there's actually nothing that's happened that they characters should be acting like that, that they should be scared in, you know, I guess a real world. They're not justified to be scared.
1: Well, the, the friend of the babysitter, like, sees her dad through the window. Is that not at this point? I thought, I thought that that was, like, I think it's in the beginning.
0: for dead father. Fairly, mm, it is probably around, like, that half hour, 40 minute mark or something. Yeah. I mean, but then there's other times. I mean, somebody knocks at the door. What's so scary about that? Yeah. I just think if you took away the music in this movie, a lot of it would, like, be laughable. Like I said, I mean, they were, I prefer that to an extent, you know, what they did here mm-hmm. with as far as suspense goes, but I didn't think it was quite successful, I guess, for me. Yeah. No, same. Uh, what do you think of the acting? Um, Since we're on the actors.
1: Mm, meh. I feel like, in, like yeah. the same with the other ones. They didn't have much of a um, backstory or, you know, they weren't. They weren't talked up.
0: Yeah, there might not have been much to connect to. Yeah. I, I didn't think the acting was poor, but uh, like uh the last 30 minutes of the movie, when things actually happened, mm-hmm. I did think that it was good. Like once they were actually being scared about scary shit. At that point, I thought, especially the Girl in the Pink, was a good actress. But up until then, it was kind of hokey. And it was just like... kind of understand it would be hard to act because I felt like there's just a director sitting there behind the camera and he's like all right now like be apprehensive and scared you're you're walking okay what am I what am I scared of somebody knocked at the door
1: yeah I suppose um I feel like some of it like Daniela as a character like she's practically begging to be killed throughout this whole freaking thing
0: (laughs) (laughs) um well yeah she's Keeps touching shit. Yeah, well, and it's
1: like, oh, do not open this glass. Opens it. It's like, mm, okay. Um, and like that, that boyfriend, like, or not the boyfriend, the the they have crushes on each other. The neighbor kid. Um, he kills like the dog with the guitar. Like, you're not gonna do that.
0: You're not gonna Was kill it,
1: kill the, the werewolf. werewolf,
0: right? Yeah. yeah,
1: with a guitar.
0: The dog. <laughs> um. <laughs> And it just like, doesn't it just poof away too? It's not like it Uh turns into a, like it cuts it in half and it's bloody on the ground or anything. Uh The power of love is in his guitar, Haley.
1: Oh, I don't think so. I've actually like, (laughs) I've actually broken a guitar before, like on purpose by hitting something. It didn't take that much to do.
0: I don't, yeah, I can't explain that scene.
1: I just think the dog itself, or the werewolf itself, like I don't get it. We we didn't need it. I like the movie a little less, kind of just because of it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I I think there might be plans for that werewolf to come back. I, I feel like I've heard that in the franchise.
1: Are they making more after this? Yeah. Oh.
0: There was a board game in that.
1: Yeah, like the hands are coming out of the box. I like that though, actually.
0: Yeah, me it was too. A
1: nice little touch.
0: And it, it fits with the actual game, the hands coming out, you know, because you put your hands in it.
1: Mm-hmm. I also out. like the little girl, um, the daughter, she's got like no fear. Obviously, she's grown up around this. So I understand that. But um, mm-hmm. so like during that, the hands out of the box thing, uh, the other two girls are like, oh, the key's in there. We got to get it. And they're like freaking out about putting their hands in the box. And she just like puts her hands in the box, grabs a key and like is like, okay, let's go.
0: Well, wasn't that the... I thought that was Pink Girl. Because then she gets up to go answer the door.
1: No, that was um that was a little girl who did it.
0: I was like, oh. damn, go you. <laughs> they spent so much time on that, though. Uh, that was, you know, another one where they're like, she's putting her hand in there at the rate of like a millimeter every three seconds. <laughs> it's like, all right, come on. I get it. She's, for some reason, super scared to put her hand in this box. Let's go. Yeah. Um, speaking about that, though, leads right into... Uh, the setups for this movie because they set up that that game Mm -hmm. which ultimately just sets up for a scare i don't know i thought they were kind of poorly done like you know they weren't to the level of um at least they were there but they just weren't to the level of the conjuring so there was a phone call in the movie Mm -hmm. where demon speaks to them i don't remember she's all scared walking up (laughs) to the phone call again i don't know why but I thought they could have set the phone call up like earlier on in the movie with a first phone call. And then like she goes to call out or something. And yeah. then the demon gets it. Because it's just so obvious. It's going to be the demon on the phone. They're going to mess with her. And then there's like the dude with the coins. What's the setup for that?
1: Oh, Danielle like was sneaking through the files. And then that was part of
0: it. But it goes nowhere in the end. Besides the fact that he's in the movie. Yeah. Like, well, I don't really need to be... Exp- why that those coins exist. So there's just a lot of, um, I guess, needless, I don't want to call it quite exposition, but needless setups, and then some things they didn't set up that they maybe could have. Yeah. So Ultimately, with this movie, I was just filled with why is so and so doing this? And why are they doing that? Why aren't they doing something like none of the decisions ever made sense to me in this movie. And I felt like the scares were predictable. It was a very kind of by the numbers haunted house story
1: yeah i mean there's a lot of different ones where it's like even in the beginning so this pink shirt girl obviously doesn't trust Daniela. so yeah let's just leave her alone in this house that she already knows she's in like a special situation babysitting these people's daughter
0: and she was supposed to leave yeah that Daniela was supposed to leave like and then she came back she couldn't help herself she wanted to get in that room
1: oh no she um she came back because she accidentally still had the keys on her.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, because she found it behind, like, the Jesus photo or something? Yeah. No, What, what it, was it a photo of Jesus? It
1: was a photo of Jesus.
0: Yeah, and then she's like, thank Jesus. Well, I don't know, anything else then? No. I don't know, should we, should we keep this one a secret?
1: Sure, I put it in my files, so, or I put it in my, like, little place I'm keeping track.
0: All right, I'll put mine down. And now please enjoy this short intermission Which leads us to The Curse of La La Yes. Which takes place in 1973, so two or four years later.
1: Not quite (laughs) sure. One or the
0: other. Yeah, about this movie. Why don't you start this movie off?
1: So I think, first of all, one of the first scenes... She's got all those candles. Like, I think the house is going to burn down. That was my first thought.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's right. You made a few predictions early on in this movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, I also called, like, the near drowning in the old style tub. You did call it. And one of those two came through. Yeah,
1: it always happens. The drowning Yeah, anytime that there's, like, an old style tub, it happens. Um the um the girl who plays Daphne is in the movie and then like the kids are watching Scooby Doo on TV and I thought I just thought that was a very nice touch I liked that
0: I remember you had texted me like probably a minute before Scooby Doo shows up I I was already sending you a text and I think you beat me I was like Scooby
1: Doo Yeah, yeah I was like oh it's Daphne and then it was cool that yeah, was just on TV
0: <laughs> Did you call the pool also that there might be a drowning in there, or was that? Did I just call that in my own head?
1: No, I. Oh and yeah, I thought she was to gonna. You.
0: I thought she was gonna drown in the pool. It seemed like. Well, they set that up. That was pretty obvious too early on. Mm-hmm. Um When she's like, because she almost falls into the pool or something, I and she mean, loses a hat. She, in she the lost tube?
1: the umbrella.
0: Yeah, yeah, and so she's like reaching. So they kind of make it obvious that oh. I should know this pools here and there's a little foretelling that she's going to, you know, that she might fall into it right now. So I'm going to guess later on Mm -hmm. that's going to come into play. Yeah. There's a lot of water in this movie, Mm -hmm. which makes sense because that is part of a lot of Rona's um, mythology.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, yo. So the, the very beginning of this movie, Mm -hmm. there's like the, the, la la rona i guess the lady when she was a human her husband and two kids playing like ring around the rosie okay and then that leads into her drowning the kids and everything yep do you remember that at all yet
1: yeah still yeah
0: i thought it was really confusingly poor done. like it doesn't
1: i didn't it, get it, it sets
0: up the story very quickly but it's like i think after the movie I i got it on like a second watch once i knew more about her maybe
1: yeah, I guess like at the end or halfway through the movie, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense now.
0: It was oddly put together. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. So going back to these movies, if they feel it of the time period, this movie did not feel like nineteen fifty seventy three. 73. Yeah,
1: it felt more like the 80s. Like I got,
0: yeah, well, yeah, uh, late 70s, early 80s.
1: Yeah. You know, it's another budgeting problem. They just got as close as they could get.
0: Do you remember when, like, the two boys are drowned? So after our setup in the early movie with those little kids, mm-hmm. the lady goes to, uh, to the crime scene. Mm-hmm. I thought That was some pretty, pretty bad dialogue and acting in there. It's like 16 minutes into the movie. Yeah. I don't know if you remember that standing out, but
1: no, but I don't think the whole movie was bad at that i think that it just was a Uh, strange start
0: i actually agree there was i thought there was some odd dialogue like a few times throughout the movie Mm -hmm. and there was a i think a lack of emotion too but besides that um i agree i i didn't mind the acting for most of the movie going back to the emotion i felt like this story should have had a lot of emotion in it dealing with moms and their kids Mm -hmm. and that wasn't really there
1: no, yeah, no, I felt like... I felt more emotion to the little girl um, getting hit by the car than I did to really most of this whole thing.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I guess I mean, like, the actual actors and stuff, like, the characters showing emotions.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a sucker for the emotional stuff, especially when it comes to, like, children and movies. And in this one, I, yeah. didn't,
0: I didn't feel it. No, oh, it would have been so easy, so what is the connection of the curse of la Llorona to the rest of the universe not a clue it's the priest <laughs> he changed parishes which i thought was odd he went from this upper middle class parish in um uh, annabelle to a very heavily hispanic parish yeah they could have at least explained it i'm like wait why is this guy now in like a totally different area <laughs> So it took me a little bit to understand. i like, is he supposed to be playing the same priest or not? I had a moment of wondering if he was supposed to be the same guy or not. If they yeah. just use the same actor for a priest twice.
1: Yeah. No, I don't think that they would do something that silly, but no, it before. was, it was, It things like that had happened before, but I don't know. I mean, I think it was cast All right. I just don't think that it had enough setup to it.
0: It felt shoehorned in once again, like, oh. We need this movie to be part of the universe. Um, um. We'll oh, just uh, we'll get that priest guy. He'll be in both movies. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's really it. That's the only connection. I know. Uh, which goes back to why this movie doesn't really feel like it's part of the universe, at least story wise.
1: No. Yeah, you texted me um like thirty five minutes into the movie asking if I knew what the plot was yet, and I said no clue. Actually, I think this is the climax, though.
0: Yeah, and you you took, like, five, eight minutes or something to text me back, too. So it was more like 40-something minutes into the movie, and we had no clue what the plot was yet.
1: I think I was just, like, waiting for the scene to fully be done. I was like, okay, this is, this is act two, right? Is it? I don't know. <laughs> Where are we? Are we there yet?
0: Yeah. Uh, they didn't set that up. And then there was, like, a lot of little bits of story that we got, mm-hmm. which um, I don't think they mattered. So, like, there's... The dead husband's storyline, like none of these go anywhere. I should say, are the main, the white mom, I guess, yeah. wife mom. Her, she has a dead husband, went nowhere, nowhere with like the dead husband's relationship between her and her dead husband's co-worker slash her co-worker. I was a little confused on that. And then uh, the CPS was investigating her for all of a couple of minutes
1: yeah well and i thought those were like her coworkers. i thought that they would be like on her side and then that one dude just like turned
0: on her like well and he's the one that she's has over for dinner that i was just kind of talking about her it's like her coworker, but he says something about working with her husband
1: i thought he was like hitting on her at first he's
0: like a best friend yeah i mean regardless he's obviously knows her really really well like intimately yes Because you can feel that connection between them. You you think he's hating on her, potentially, whatever. And he just turns on her like, I can't believe he doesn't say this, but it's like, I can't believe you would hate your children. He gives her no, no slack. No. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was unrealistic for what they kind of set up as their relationship. Yeah. In a movie, if you set up a strong bond, like there should have been some sort of internal struggle with him.
1: Unless he's like previously suspect that, but then you should like play that in. But no, she seems like she was a really good mom.
0: Yeah, exactly. There would be no suspecting this woman of hitting her kids. Yeah, there were a lot of uh, use of mirrors and and doors in this movie. Lala Rona has an issue with doors; she can't open them very well. Yeah, she doesn't come downstairs very easily either. Did she trip or something at one point?
1: No, she's but she was like looking for the kids upstairs for like a really long time.
0: You're not talking about when it wasn't La Rona, are you?
1: It's when the guy. Is there and he's like, Oh no, she's here. Can't you hear her up there? And she's like looking for the kids.
0: And when you say the guy, I think you mean the the non Hispanic, not priest guy. Yeah. Yeah. Does he have your favorite line in the movie? (laughs) Ta da -da. (laughs) I love it.
1: Listen, it was just very like light, like ta-da. Oh (laughs) shit. Yeah, it wasn't really
0: Really low key. Well he's a good actor. A likable guy. So that whole thing though, when he says ta-da well, not even that, what he's setting up. So he's setting up uh, voodoo, sp- uh, I don't want to call them spells, but like he's using witchery or voodoo type, what do you call them, um, things, I guess, to keep Lalorona out of the house. And somehow he doesn't check and or forgets that there's a back door. Yeah. Like, does he not even think this plan out? Yeah, like you don't check it over. Oh, so stupid. And, and that brought a part, too, for me. I, I don't understand this demon's limitations because, once again, there's an issue with doors, and I can't get through doors because apparently, because that door doesn't have the magic stuff in it. Like, how can't this demon just, just you know, ghost through a door?
1: Yeah. I mean, I feel like you've got so many other powers. And
0: doesn't it have, like, super strength or anything to at least burst through the door then? <laughs>
1: No idea. I don't feel like Sage is probably pretty powerful, but not not that bad or not like that know. powerful. Whatever he puts there.
0: There were two times that they just like shut a door on the demon and demon's like, Ah oh, shit, I can't get through like <laughs> trying to use the doorknob, like demon. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, uh, I don't know. So I don't know. Do you I'm there's a pool scene in the movie. If you have anything else about the whole ta da scene, let me know now. Or let the audience know.
1: Oh, I like the happier ta-da, actually.
0: There is a happier ta-da at the end of the movie, right? Yeah. Does he say it? Yeah.
1: He oh, goes, ta-da! All
0: right. So the summation towards the end of the movie before that is that the girl does end up drowning in that pool.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: After the whole house scene, and they try to keep Lalorona La out of the house, whatever the case, the girl ends up going into the pool... And she literally drowns in like 10 seconds flat because the family, all they had to do, they know that she went to the pool and they run around the house. That can't take more than a few seconds to run around the house. And she's already Mm -hmm. fully drowned by the time that they get to her. Like It takes like longer than that for someone to drown. Two three
1: minutes, I feel like. I
0: I think when somebody has to hold their breath, yeah, it's longer than that. Um, And then, so she recovers la Llorona, or the girl from the pool and then apparently LaLarona has to just like leave i don't get where Lala went like why did she stop haunting them that's you know yeah <laughs> we get a moment where they're all holding her and oh it's like at the end of the movie but no la is still there yo but i don't get why Lala would have left
1: are you, is there, are you talking about like in the attic part when she's got when the kids no, like that,
0: have that necklace? No, but that comes next. Okay. Well, La Rona, how she kills kids is she convinces them that she, like, cries. She turns into a beautiful lady or whatever, and she cries and to get them close to her. Mm-hmm. That ends up leading to the final scene in the movie where they kill the demon or spirit. She doesn't possess in this movie. There's no possession in this movie, so I guess spirit? Question mark
1: yeah yeah oh yeah they just like stab her and i just don't think that it it doesn't work like that
0: i didn't know you could stab a spirit either no I'm... but you know this one does have trouble with doors so
1: i mean it's the most human-like spirit it seems like that we've had
0: yeah very confused yeah it was weird uh i was gonna when when they stab her because of the camel work i thought she got stabbed in the vagina at first <laughs>
1: I didn't get that at all, but yeah, okay. It was
0: just for a split second. I'm like, what? Why did you stab her in the vagina? That's rude. <laughs>
1: um,
0: yeah. Out of all the movies, I think that brings us, that's the end of the movie. We got our happy ta-da then. And, yeah. and that's pretty much it. Well, you got another prediction wrong. For some reason, well, you thought the Hispanic priest was going to marry her?
1: Oh, yeah. At the end, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> well they had this like longing look to each other i was like mm, i bet it fast forwards to like five years and they've got like
0: <laughs> they
1: live together and things they don't and then i didn't totally get that wrong that could have happened they just didn't show it
0: okay i'm pretty sure he's a one-man show but yeah. you can okay. have your happy ending you're happy to oh. die
1: oh yeah
0: so uh, then in summation of this movie i thought it was the most predictable of them all <laughs> we're just saying something in this series
1: Mm
0: -hmm. they didn't even give away the scares with the music or anything like that like the other ones because some of them it's like the music just gives away the scare like oh okay i feel it coming there's gonna be a scare no there's none of that in this movie it just yeah um any thoughts on that on the the predictability of this movie
1: no i mean a lot of it i like i didn't get it for a little bit there i didn't know what was happening and i feel like i follow along with a lot of the movies pretty well and
0: i just not for the storyline but for the scares too
1: um no i mean like the scares were i guess scary but they weren't like like the whole door thing it's like the back door it's like wait these kids are just holding this door shut now she just she's not gonna burst through like that's not scary i guess i was just questioning it more than anything
0: yeah all right fair uh, I was disappointed with this movie. I thought it was gonna be filmed in Mexico. Oh yeah. Think of how pretty that would have been. been. Really cool. <laughs> I was really disappointed. It's like, oh, Southern LA, okay.
1: Yeah, which is weird. Like, well, how did this budget Mexican Gulf... budget? I know, but
0: budget. They just chose a heavily Hispanic community instead because they are obviously trying to reach out to like the Hispanic movie uh, community with this movie.
1: Because mm-hmm. didn't you say? No, I don't think that was you. I think that was, you know, my other friend that I went that along with this. Mm -hmm. He said that he he talked to someone he knows that's like very Hispanic. And um, La Llorona is like a tale that they heard about when they were younger.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. La, I mean, all these movies are based on real, you know, um, urban legends. I mean, they're all like urban legends or like Valak is a real demon as far as the catholic church goes mm-hmm. um so they're all based on something from the real world they're not made up for the movies yeah but from what i understand there is a lot of lore to la Llorona that's not in the movie did he uh did will say anything about that like that his friend said anything like that
1: um no you know i didn't i didn't get a lot okay. i didn't ask
0: um, he Yeah, he just brought up that his friend said that. Yeah, he
1: just said, "Oh yeah, my friend said that he had heard of the La Llorona tale before that they it was something like their grandparents told them when they were younger." Mhm. So.
0: Yep, it it is a very true one. It is like the boogeyman or something like that for yeah. for us white folks. <laughs> it's to it's to make your kids behave well. I came into this movie with incredibly low expectations and I probably set yours low, too. Let you know that everybody says this movie is absolute shit and the worst in the whole universe. Um, I thought it was okay for a little while until it like got into the scares and everything, and like
1: I mean, like I was in, I was kind of into the voodoo stuff.
0: I mean, yeah, I was uh, up until about that point. Like I was into the movie.
1: Yeah, I, when he was setting up the
0: v- once he fucked up with the back door.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, when he was setting up the voodoo stuff, I was like, all right, cool. Like this is a change of pace. I like it.
0: Yeah, I think I think it was around that, at least mostly around that point, when all of a sudden it started unraveling for me. Yeah. Um, ready to rank this movie? Uh, just say what it's you know, just say what it's above or below for now. Oh, we're
1: not going to keep it a secret anymore.
0: We'll keep that one a secret.
1: Okay. Uh, La La Rona is my last
0: one. All right. Perfect. Um, La La Rona. I don't know if I want to put La La Rona above Annabelle or below it. Probably below it. The thing about Annabelle, I just find it so boring, and at least I didn't find this movie incredibly boring. So.
1: Oh. Actually, you know what? I think I'm going to change my ranking. I'm I'm going to put the nanas last. I'm thinking La La Rona is going to be second to last.
0: Hmm. One moment, I'm just gonna run back up to my my notes on Annabelle. I'm trying to remember this yeah, 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 no man. I am going to put it above Annabelle. Which brings us to the Conjuring Two, which occurs in nineteen seventy seven. I thought that the movie started out very engaging. And the sound design is great, but the earlier portion of the movie, like all of the jumping back and forth between the U.S. and the U.K. really hurt the pace and the mood of the movie.
1: Yeah, um, I mean, I like the movie itself, actually. It was very different. The family didn't have any money, and the house is pretty run down. Like I feel like half the time, these things happen in like a little more well-off families or something like that. Mm-hmm. I really liked it, um, but... It was different. It was different that they called on these people from the U.S. to do it, I guess. There was no one around. I suppose that's kind of suspicious, though.
0: Wow. The reality of it is that they just showed up.
1: Oh, yeah. Weren't they, like, not invited, and then they just got, like, kicked out? That's
0: that's how Ed and Lorraine operated. Yeah. They just write books to make money, and so they go to places, whether they're invited or not, as soon as they catch wind, that there's a potential haunting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. No.
0: And so in reality, yeah, they got kicked out like the same day that they showed up.
1: Mm-hmm. I think it was a day later.
0: It was within like 24 hours. Yeah. But as just as far as having the movie go back and forth between the United States and the UK, there's a lot of jumping back and forth and there's kind of different storylines almost going before they collide finally towards, I don't know, mid-second act or whatever.
1: Yeah, I Did suppose. Did you
0: find that <laughs> to be distracting at all? Or
1: Yeah. Yeah, I suppose.
0: Okay. As far as the camera work in this goes, I thought that there's a lot of movement and transitioning from one time and location to the next, but I thought that the camera work was good with it. I you know, early on, you got a little confused with, like, the two houses.
1: Oh, yeah, no. You I you remember? Yeah, I do remember that now. Yeah, because I couldn't figure out, like, they were both kind of run down, right there?
0: Yeah, and we weren't even, I don't even know, we weren't even across, like, at that point. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll remove that. Do you oh, yeah. remember your camera I, joke? No, but
1: don't remember the camera joke. <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> I didn't know what it, I didn't know what it was at the time. I should probably mention that the Ed and Lorraine Warren actors are very good and they are throughout all of the movies when they're in them. The child actors are also very great, especially Janet in this movie. She's like legit creepy as fuck.
1: <laughs> is it Janet or it's Oh yeah, it is Janet. Right?
0: Yeah. I believe
1: because i thought it was weird that they did like janice and janet i do remember
0: mm-hmm. that now they are different names any comments on her
1: no she was awesome i mean i couldn't i couldn't have done that
0: <laughs> i couldn't have been an actress there there is a lot of good imagery spooky stuff going on in this movie that i liked i don't like them in all of the movies a little higher budget helps i'm sure the set production kind of overdid it in this movie a little bit
1: <laughs> I mean it looks fine when it's dark but I mean I don't know I can't even remember a scene when it wasn't dark actually so it just seemed very spooky
0: yeah it looks good in the dark it's there are some scenes during the fresh daylight especially earlier on in the movie and it's like well kind of like how you talked about the costume and makeup work earlier on where it's done for a play a live play and so you know, so the people in the back of the audience can see it and Mm -hmm. it's just overly done. And I think there's a little bit too much in this movie at times. So when Ed and Lorraine give up on, so they go over to Europe and then there's suspicions throughout this whole movie that things could be fraudulent Mm -hmm. and Ed and Lorraine are like convinced that it's fraudulent. So they're leaving to go back to the U S and they go, quote unquote, we haven't seen any concrete evidence God, like, what kind of concrete evidence do they work in in their job?
1: Yeah, well, she um she even makes a comment to the one guy about doing it to help families and not being a part of anything bigger. So it's like, I don't know. I know they're supposed to be weren't they supposed to be working for the church in this?
0: Yeah, Apparently they're signed by the church in this one. But I just like. I don't know. Kind of pissed me off, because it's like, y'all don't work in concrete evidence at all. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they like kind of, to what you said, too, they just ditched the family, mm-hmm. <laughs> when apparently that's what they care about, is helping families. Yeah. There's a lot of characters making dumb decisions in this movie, which is kind of standard for these types of movies for this franchise.
1: Um, I mean, like, all of them, they did that, so... I guess nothing stuck out that surprised me, but I think the story itself is the best one of the franchise. Not like mm-hmm. not the shooting, but the actual story of it.
0: Yeah. I agree. The story was my favorite story in the franchise. I did think that there was like too much of what they love to do in this franchise, you know, setting up potential demons for spin offs, and I thought there was too much of that. But eh. It is what it is with this franchise for that. Uh, I did have an issue with this movie when um, it's just like one of those little issues. So Lorraine scratches the name Valak in the Bible. Mm -hmm. Later on in the movie, she like looks through her Bible and it spells out Valak on multiple different pages. But when she did that, she was just on one page. Like she wrote all the letters through one whole page. So you wouldn't have been able to read what the heck she wrote.
1: Hmm, okay.
0: You don't remember that? I don't. Do you remember when she was able to open the Bible up and read Valak?
1: Yeah.
0: And Um, she had to figure out what the demon's name was in order to get rid of it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I remember that. So
0: earlier in the movie, she was having a vision, Mm
1: -hmm. and she
0: asked for Valak's name, which is how she gets the name, but she got it by writing the name in the Bible. And so she's sitting on her couch in the U.S., and she scratches out the name. We don't know it at the time, but she scratches it out all on like one page. She's not shifting through like 10 pages. Here's a V scratched out next 10 pages. Here's an a scratched out flip 10 more pages. Here's an L scratched out. Oh, she didn't do okay. out.
1: yeah, but that's how it showed up when she like re- went back and looked.
0: Yeah, Okay.
1: <laughs> yep. okay.
0: Kind of like a continuity error, I guess. Kind of pissed me off when <laughs> she pulled the Bible out and it was all really legible.
1: Yeah. Yeah, especially because she's in some weird, like, seizure mm-hmm. state almost, it seemed like.
0: Yeah, and I'm willing to buy, like, that she could have gotten it written out in that state. Because I think the whole thing about a demon is if you ask it its name, it has to give it to you. Okay. But the demon, you know, didn't want her to know its name. So it's like he gave it to her in a really messed up way that she might not notice that she got it. So I was willing to buy that part of, like, if she wrote it in the Bible. but Okay. Then it should have been done right. Yeah, for sure. A bigger issue with this movie, which ties directly in with my issues of them like hiding things and characters being dumb beyond like what I felt like was beyond the typical don't go in there type of stuff, is that um, this movie is supposed to have a big twist. We're back to that. That being that we find out that Janet's possessed by a demon. I didn't think they did a good job of hiding it. So before we get into that, I felt like you were kind of questioning whether it was a demon or this old man, Bill Wilkers. Bill oh. Wilkers. Yeah, I was. So you, for the most part, I, I guess the twist worked for you then?
1: Yeah, because, I mean, they worked with the other one that wasn't necessarily a demon. That Well, no, they didn't work with it, but La Lorena is not like a demon.
0: La Lorena.
1: Oh, La, La Rona is not actually a demon, um so it it didn't seem surprising to me that it might not be a demon,
0: okay, yeah, and I just felt like it was really obvious early on, but um, so early on for which this is why, like for the scene where there's the t v crew and they interview Janet, mm-hmm. but she basically they interview Bill Wilkers, he comes through. Mm -hmm. And I think I texted you. I'm like, is Janet possessed? Because everything points to 100% that she is possessed. Like, except for the fact that in every other movie up to this point, not named La La Rona, we saw someone puke into someone else's mouth in order to possess them. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. (laughs) Spit junk (laughs) through their mouth. Uh, And we hadn't seen that happen to Janet. But, like, other than that, she seems very possessed to me. Yeah. So, a little little later on, I liked when Ed was questioning Bill uh, in the chair, and then he, like, looks away and she has to drink water. Mm-hmm. To me, it seemed like he was purposefully asking questions in order to determine if it was a spirit or a demon, and... I thought that he would have easily concluded demon based on the answers and Bill's reaction to the crucifix when he shows the crucifix there. Like, a spirit doesn't react like that to a crucifix. Yeah. How did you interpret that scene at the time, then, if you bought into the spirit instead of a demon thing?
1: Well, now that you bring it up, it seems so obvious to me, but I guess just at the time I didn't. I was like, oh, okay.
0: Movie magic? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. During that scene I thought that the acting was like stellar, especially Ed Warren's, his facial reacting is kind of what gave it away for me. It was it seems like he's trying to figure something out while he's asking these questions. And it sold me on the fact that yeah, she's definitely possessed and, you know, this is what's happening. He's trying to figure things out.
1: So my question actually in that whole water scene, in every other scene, like this thing is using her body to like talk. So wouldn't the water just spit out?
0: Apparently that's just like a a test for spirits and demons yeah i don't know
1: because i mean her lips are moving the little girl's lips are moving every other time she gets possessed
0: yeah and even when they kind of blur the background Mm -hmm. when he's talking or whatever but you can kind of see i feel like you can kind of see the mouth moving when he when it's his form
1: yeah but it's like this yeah it's like a whitish thing goes over it looks like there's something else out there i mean they did a really good job at that but
0: Oh, 100%. I don't even think there's a question. It turns into Bill's figure for some reason behind him.
1: Yeah, but it's just, um, I don't know. Why doesn't it any other time was, I don't know, I suppose my thought on it. Why is that one time so specific?
0: Sorry. Why doesn't what happen every other time?
1: Well, every other time, like, her mouth moves, like, that uses her body to convey the message.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's just a demon thing, I think. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. It's a test. I mean, that's what he called comes up with. It's like, this is a test to see if it's you or the demon speaking.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't have a good answer for that.
1: It's an issue I have, but not, re- not going to be resolved.
0: <laughs> All right. Okay, so still on that scene, maybe Ed was receiving mixed... And I'm kind of... This is bailing the movie out, I think. That Ed was receiving mixed signals from her. Like, is it a spirit or is it a demon or is it the girl faking things? And that due to like the the side plot of this movie, which is Ed Lorraine being called out as frauds, which I'm pretty sure dovetails right into the kind of the second side plot, which is that they're suspicious that this girl is faking the possession. So Ed figures that the girl is attempting to pretend like she's being possessed by a spirit, but because she's sending signals of being possessed by a demon, he just thinks that she's doing a bad job of faking the possession from Bill Wilker's. Hmm. That's the only way I can, because otherwise I don't know how he wouldn't, like, believe her.
1: Yeah. No, I get that.
0: So that's the only thing I can come, but that's reading through a lot that the movie does not tell us. But that's the only way I could see how Ed Warren doesn't buy her, because, like, when he shows that crucifix, I mean, she wigs out, man. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The last bit was an observation by yourself.
1: Yeah. Um, I thought it was a good metaphor that Janet was a puppet because she said it comes from behind her. Like someone's using her and then pulling the rope is an illusion for pulling the strings of a puppet.
0: I don't want to blow past that, but I don't have anything to add to it. I thought it was a really, really good uh, catch on that. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. <laughs> so when you had texted me that, Yeah, I wrote the following note without saying anything to you because at this point I was confident that my suspicions about this whole demon possession thing were correct. But I didn't want to convince you because I had been texting you a little bit, kind of cluing you in that I feel like this is a demon possession earlier on in the movie and then I backed off that. So I wouldn't influence anything and because I guess the movie made me at least question it a little bit. So I wrote that I think it's a demon. I don't believe a spirit would behave like this. Okay, so I asked you that already, that you did think that it was Bill Wilkers doing the possession.
1: Yeah, I guess at first, but um, I i don't know that I drew any conclusions, really. I mean, obviously, the it was going to have some twist that I just wasn't really thinking about.
0: So you're just taking the ride for, of the movie, kind of?
1: Yeah, I'll figure it out later.
0: <laughs> okay, no, that was um, all I needed, I guess. But here's the thing. That you might be surprised to know. There's probably a reason why you felt the way that you did. The nun Mm -hmm. or the demon aspect in this movie was a late edition. Hmm. So it was not filmed like it was a demon originally. And they added that in for whatever. They felt like they needed something more, I guess, in this movie. So that leaves me with more questions as (laughs) to... It's kind of how I interpreted some things to be so obvious Maybe that was part of it. Maybe after watching it towards the end, they're like, this feels like a demon. Should I <laughs> add a demon in here? I'm getting the demon uh, vibe. Yeah, so that was a late add to the movie. So um, in a sense, you were correct to not be questioning it too much since that wasn't their intent.
1: Okay, well, you're bailing me out then.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't think it's a bailout. I think that's legit the truth. Let's move on to The Conjuring
1: Trice i it. Oh, do you want to rank it or are we putting it
0: secret? Oh, yeah. No, rank. Um. Okay, where do you rank it?
1: I actually rank it above The Conjuring. So right now it's kind of my number one.
0: Well, that's boring. I do too. I thought coming into this movie that I did not care for this movie a whole lot. I found out differently. I really liked it. Like you said, it has the best story.
1: Mm-hmm. Some of the acting is just, like, awesome.
0: Cass, like the Janet girls acting. I enjoyed this, I guess it would be the story more than The Conjuring. I don't know that it's, there are some parts I could nitpick. I think more in this movie than The Conjuring. But as far as which movie I liked more, this one. Yeah, me too. Now we can move on to The Conjuring 3, which is where I have an issue. So (laughs) when a movie begins with, quote, unquote, Based on a true story. Mm -hmm. And then like three minutes of the movie is actually true based upon what I think is already fabricated stories from a couple of con artists. Yep. It makes me kind of angry because they're not even taking these stories and remaining faithful to them. So after finding that out about The Conjuring 2, like how little of that movie actually went as they portrayed it, I came into The Conjuring 3 with some anger in me i guess no other way to put it Hmm, i I just think that's probably relevant to know plus i watched it midday it's like you know 90 degrees and sunny outside the story jumps around a lot in this movie (laughs) and my expectations for a typical conjuring slash haunted house movie all contributed towards me kind of drifting off a lot in this movie Mm -hmm. more than i probably typically would have so but you had a totally different viewing experience.
1: I did. I saw it in theaters and I thought actually it was pretty good.
0: First movie in a theater.
1: In a while.
0: Since, since COVID. Yeah.
1: Yep. First movie in theater since COVID.
0: And I've heard a lot of people say that, like admittedly, they're like, yeah, I think this movie was probably better because I finally got to see it in a theater and it's been so long.
1: Yeah. Well, so we had like the, we were the only two people in the theater and um, I don't know we got to talk through it too i mean we had a lot of fun so i think that probably added to it
0: cool well i'll introduce it the conjuring 3 the devil made me do it which occurs in 1980 slash 1981 you might disagree with me here because i think most people do i was not sold on the little boys acting you know early on in the the introduction to this movie kind of
1: Mm -hmm. i don't think i made a judgment yet at that point i thought he was just some cute little guy
0: well, he's not really in the rest of the movie. No. It was just Which is, I think, an issue. I wish they would have focused a little more on that whole beginning.
1: Yeah, like, I mean, how's he doing now? Like, how's his mental state?
0: <laughs> he's good. He went to uh, the house, house on Haunted Hill after this and got haunted there then. Did he? He's in that, well, no, it would have been before this, technically, but... Is that the... He's in there. He was good in that movie, so I, I can't say he's a bad actor. I just...
1: Is that The Haunting of Hill House, or is that...
0: Yeah, yeah, <sighs> The Haunting of Hill House. Okay,
1: I watched that one. I thought it was really
0: good. No, yeah, I love it. But he's in there, and he's the little kid in there. He plays the kid when the main... Is his name Steve in the movie? I don't know. The main book writer, when the book writer's young, he played him. Incorrect. He plays the young twin boy, Luke. When he was young. Oh,
1: okay, yeah. No, that's... Yeah. No, I
0: remember. So, yeah, he was great in there. Uh, especially for me in this movie, uh, the scene that I just—I wrote it down like, oh, he's a bad actor. And this is leading into something was when he's in, uh, when he visits mm-hmm. the brother then in, in jail or his sister's boyfriend, I mean, in jail. I just thought, I think they should have taken a reshot at least of that shot. Anyways, after watching that initial when he's on the table during the exorcism. Mm-hmm um the movement from that seemed really really natural and like obviously it's kind of unnatural to a point but it seemed like something that i've seen humans do Mm -hmm. so i felt like some of it was done practically and like that they didn't use cgi for all of it and i thought that maybe that was why they hired that little boy i think like that he had that ability to uh contortionist that he was a contortionist which leads to me looking it up online uh that was not the case it was a little 12 year old girl actually who did that work there was no cgi there was no in camera tricks there was no speeding up of the film afterwards that 12 year old girl legit did that whole what's that called when you possess possession scene yeah on her own in that speed
1: whoa even like when oh my god he's like bent in half at one point.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like legit went in. Yeah, it's crazy. I think this movie is probably worth watching just for that little bit and just to knowing that when you watch it. Damn. It's insane. So he like or she um did it and then after they cut the scene, the girl was like, "Do you want to do that one more? Like, do you want me to do that fast now or something like that?" And he's just like, "Uh, sure." And that's the shot we see. <laughs> wow. It's just nuts. Like super impressive how well she did it and how fast that was the part where i thought yeah maybe they did some cgi or something there (laughs) when she like crumples in half so early on in this movie speaking about uh these movies taking some inspiration from other movies there's a very exorcist like imagery right off the bat of this movie when the guy gets out of the taxi with his briefcase and walks towards the house with the fog rolling. if you remember that Mm -hmm. so like this movie starts out full blown it's action immediately in the beginning which leads to i guess we'll do a little bit of setup one of our main girls boyfriends who ends up being like kind of the main guy in this i don't even know there's so many stories in this movie speaking of jumping around like that previous movie Mm -hmm. so one of the main stories i guess in this movie is the boyfriend who ends up asking for the demon to take his body yeah I don't get why like nobody else except for Ed Warren does later in the movie noticed what happened or like questioned where the demon went suddenly. That made no sense to me.
1: I feel like they all heard him say that. Like didn't Lorraine said like, no, don't talk to it.
0: Don't talk to it. But I guess she doesn't hear him what he's saying, I guess, Mm because of all the maybe wind and noise. Yeah, I don't know. But that's that was an issue for me. Like. Seemed pretty obvious what happened.
1: Yeah.
0: So in this movie, we do get the same priest. Do we?
1: I, don't think, I think he's new. No.
0: Yeah, so I told you. No, what?
1: No, he's new, I thought.
0: Or he's supposed to... No, it's a different actor.
1: Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, that's what it was.
0: Well, there's two priests in this movie. Yeah. But the one priest that she's talking with, like, in his office, uh, Lorraine. Yeah. Warren is talking with in the office, is the same priest from... Curse of La La Rona, and from Annabelle. Hmm. But it's a different actor. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about movies and their time periods. What do you think of this movie as far as being, you know, 1980-ish?
1: Um, So I think one of my bigger issues with the movie is I think that um, Lorraine even says that she's like 47 in there, and the actress who plays her, like, or maybe it's makeup, I guess, I don't know, looks a lot older than that
0: so yeah i remember you bringing that up um yeah they gave her like gray streaks in her hair
1: yeah and i don't know if that's just like that was makeup or but like even the face lines and all of that it's like oh no sweetie no they the, they the age in her. your 60s yeah i don't know it's makeup yeah but like why
0: i don't know it's like they like it's like they thought that because The Conjuring 2 was made eight years ago, she had to be older in this one? I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It makes no sense. No, they way overaged her. I agree. But other than that, as far as um, the time period like that they're within, in the 80s, early 80s, everything feel normal?
1: Yeah, I suppose.
0: Okay. Yeah, me too. I didn't write down any notes on it, which usually means that at least nothing stuck out t- too crazily for me. Um other than I mean, I guess maybe in England it's a little overdoneish. That's this movie. Oh no, that's the last one. <laughs> these two thinking back on these two, they're kinda similar in some ways. More than I would have thought originally. Okay, so after that possession in the beginning, mm-hmm. doesn't the family like return to normal life and just like acting like nothing ever happened super quickly? to you it's like the next morning and the boyfriend and girlfriend are waking up on a beautiful sunday morning as if nothing happened
1: yeah right like i mean i feel like you need you need some time maybe it was a week later and they just we didn't know but it does feel like it's like the next morning
0: yeah yeah i don't know if it's there's no they could have said six months later Mm mm-hmm something simple like that just to put a little bit of time like they don't talk about it at all again it's crazy um and uh this it doesn't really fit along with that but the girlfriend of now possessed guy is basically living with the warrens in this movie
1: no they have the. Uh, no that's only when i don't know if she's she Yeah, she might be so but actually my conclusion i drew from that so they were when the boyfriend before he you know did what he did he killed that guy. Um, they lived like above the dog kennel, and then I think uh,
0: they drive to the dog kennel.
1: No, he's got a car. She she just went downstairs to the dog kennel. They like because you okay? I'm, I'm pretty sure, but yeah. So I'm sure I've, obviously like at that same place, like the dude killed him, killed the other guy that whatever owns the whole facility. So I'm sure she had to go find a place to stay. Because it's a crime scene.
0: If that's the truth, then I don't know where she went in the middle part. Because she doesn't stay with them until...
1: Probably her parents. Like,
0: halfway into the movie. I don't know. It's just weird. I found it weird that she, like, all of a sudden moves in with them a little...
1: They're, like, like... strangely close with all the, like, possessed people in their family,
0: though. Like... Yeah. They, they, They get in... Yeah. They get comfortable with each other easily without... You know, she could have at least There could have at least been a line like I don't feel comfortable going back home because there is something with like there is, I think, within the movie, a reason for her to not feel comfortable being alone. Mm -hmm. But they don't talk about it. And it confused me because I thought maybe she was their daughter, too, because they look somewhat alike. But their daughter's only in one little scene at the hospital visiting Ed after he has a heart attack or after yeah. the demon sucks his life power from him, whatever. You brought it up. Um. Uh. The when boyfriend <laughs> kills dog kennel guy. Yeah. I called that there was gonna be a werewolf in this movie. Did you think we were going down the ro- wo- uh, werewolf route? No. I tried call- making a couple calls. That was one of them. I, it, we didn't go there, but it, I thought we were about to when he like transforms. Do you remember that scene? It's right before. It's like the whole murder scene. He does his transformation, and it looks like he's about to turn into a werewolf. But it probably is supposed to look like that. I don't know. But it didn't quite. He didn't turn into a werewolf. No. And then this movie brings up court.
1: Yeah, I wish we would have seen the. Oh, okay. go ahead. Sorry.
0: Oh, I was just going to say, I was immediately like court. What the fuck? This is a it's a haunted house movie what is what are they talking about
1: but so like the warrens go to that lawyer and and she's like i'm not gonna take this case and because i don't believe in this stuff and they're like come over for Mm -hmm. dinner and we'll prove it to you and then they just go straight to court like i want to see that dinner like what did you do to convince a non-believer
0: yeah it's like very next scene they're at outside the courthouse or whatever i was like what the fuck how Mm -hmm. could you pass through that
1: yeah you had to give us something
0: Another prediction that I tried making in this movie that I think would have made this movie better. So when the when the waterbed scene happens, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that they were going back in time. So I actually thought that the demon had a direct link between both of the two guys. Okay. Which I think would have been cool, and I thought that would have made sense because like when the guy gets arrested, he kind of just turns off. Yeah. Was not to be, though.
1: No. Well, but it's not... Like a total demon.
0: So the more reason it could have different powers than the other movies. Yeah,
1: so it's not like a demon because it's a curse that was put on who him. Wow,
0: well, who knows what's going on.
1: <laughs> I don't know um, much about witchery, so.
0: They go to a morgue? Yep. Lorraine does not wash her hands after holding the dead girl's hand.
1: Oh my God, I know, and like, also, too, in the movie theater, like, obviously the sound is blaring. Actually, there's at some mm-hmm. point we almost went and looked for someone to go turn it down. It was pretty loud. But um, you could hear it. You could hear it. Like, they did good on that sound effect because you could hear when she grabbed that hand. It's,
0: like, yeah.
1: mush. It was, like, oh, my God.
0: Yuck. Okay, so there is a guy in this movie who's, like, into the dark arts, kind of, and was previously a priest for the Catholic Church. He needs to show Lorraine something after the first time that they've met. And it's like, might that not have been something that you should have shown him the first time you got together? Yeah, right? Like, how didn't you think that
1: that was important?
0: That kind of bugged me, but... So I kind of drifted off towards the end of the movie, but I guess in a way you could play that off like he was unsure of outing his daughter.
1: Yeah, I get it.
0: I didn't like the ending.
1: Mm, No, neither. No. Well actually and you
0: you paid attention.
1: <sighs> yeah, I did. But one comment about that uh the like when they when she meets up with that Isla girl and whatever that dude's like in or kind of mode the boyfriend in the jail mm-hmm. so like first off that jail priest looks like he's gonna shit his pants the whole time i mean he's just some yeah. little guy um mm-hmm. but also like i don't think anyone ever told the jail priest that like what actually happened that it he didn't do that so he's probably walking around after that all high and mighty
0: yeah probably but really, it was the power of love.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right.
0: That's part of why it's not a satisfactory ending. I just, oh, I <laughs> tuned out. Um, anything else on the ending? Because I've got some issues with the movie, the structure and everything.
1: Um, no.
0: I was largely bored throughout this movie as I've gone through, but I don't think that there were like any good scares or anything was exceptional about it. And worse of all, they didn't develop pretty much anything in this movie. That includes, but is not limited to, random lore that they set up early on in the movie, the character Arnie, the court case, the cult, the oh, yeah. random investigation of the missing girl Jessica. And then the lady that was cursing people. And you had an issue with the location of events, I think.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just didn't know. Like, it, it seemed like they were going all over. I mean, I thought the country.
0: Yeah, I thought so, too. And I had to Google, like, where their home... It's because they're at their house a lot in this movie.
1: Yeah. Um, it It's within Pence. I think it's, like, yeah. They're, they're pretty close, but... Mm-hmm. um well, yeah, at first, because I missed, there's a map thing where they draw a triangle, um, and I just, I, oh, I went to the bathroom, and I kind of missed it, and I thought, like, why all this stuff is happening so close to their house, like, I feel like hauntings don't happen that often, and Pennsylvania's not the biggest state, like, they ain't all happening in Pennsylvania.
0: Well, they've got a book of, like, 80 stories, so they just happened to choose one that was nearby. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, ultimately, none of that really got developed, because this movie didn't pick a lane, which was unfortunate because to me that kind of seemed to be an issue for this franchise as a whole. It's like that they're always trying to set up more potential stories instead of focusing on the actual story that they're telling in that movie. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, what were your final thoughts on the movie? Um,
1: I mean, I thought obviously, you know, I had a fun time watching it, but it doesn't totally fit into the franchise. Do any of yeah. them really? I don't know. They're all kind of just their own thing i feel like i've said it too much to be like oh this one doesn't fit into the franchise it's like well half of them don't fit into the franchise so
0: <laughs> i think the conjuring one and two are you know i guess the heartbeat of the franchise and i think that they definitely do and then you got like the non of the la la rona which really don't mm-hmm. this one which definitely doesn't in like um the style of movie because every other movie is a haunted house movie essentially yeah this one's not so that was weird but it's got our ed and lorraine storyline which is the main storyline that helps it to fit in but it felt like it should have been a spin-off and not one of the conjuring movies and then i think the annabelle series fits in
1: yeah i mean the annabelle series fits in but i don't know i feel like the nun and la Rona don't so you know that's three eighths of the movie that i don't feel like fit in
0: yeah same here one last question about this movie. Did mm-hmm. you see the picture at the end of the movie of the real life Arnie? I didn't. How did you guys leave the theater that quickly? It's like the first thing that pops up after the movie finishes. I don't
1: know.
0: Whatever the case, the dude was definitely a killer. Oh, really? Yeah, he looks like Charles Manson. I don't like to judge people on appearance, but like, I'm gonna do it on this case. Find him?
1: Yeah. i mean, blurry picture of him. Yeah, he's probably a killer. He did that shit. The actor looks nothing like him.
0: Mm. All right, they wanted to make him sympathetic.
1: Yeah, I suppose, because the actor's like a cute teenage boy.
0: All right, so before we get into our thoughts on the entire universe and some recommendations about like how to watch this franchise, whatever we feel like talking about, let's give our final movie rankings. And I can go first, if you'd like. Okay. Um, um, Where am I putting this movie? Hmm. Good God. All right. Well, I have not placed this movie on my list yet, because I feel like I might need your help here. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I've got The Conjuring 2 is my number one movie in the franchise, followed by The Conjuring at number two. And then we've got The Nun at number three, followed by Annabelle Creation at number four. I'm cool giving those four of my top four spots for sure. Uh, Annabelle Creation, I will admit, is a better movie than The Nun. However, this is kind of my list of which movies I like more, and I, I would rather watch The Nun over Annabelle Creation when it comes down to it. And that just really comes down to the atmosphere. Okay. Right now in fifth, I have La La Rona, and then Annabelle at sixth. I cannot decide if this movie, Conjuring 3, should go above, in any of those spots, I guess, above La, La Rona or all the way down to below Anna. I mean, I'm not making
1: any decisions for you, but if you'd like, I have mine pretty figured out.
0: I think if I were to watch this movie a second time, I would like it more. I'm going to put The Conjuring 3 in my fifth spot, and then La Llorona La sixth. Annabelle in seventh because it's just so blah. And then Annabelle comes home and last because that's a terrible movie. Okay. So that's my ranking. Conjuring two. Conjuring none. Annabelle creation. Conjuring three. La La Rona. Annabelle. Annabelle comes home.
1: Okay. Mine is The Conjuring two. The Conjuring. Annabelle creation. The Conjuring three. Annabelle. Annabelle comes home. La La and then the Nun.
0: My only curiosity, really, about your list is—I think it's how high Annabelle Comes Home is. It's number
1: six
0: out of eight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's I too. Old. I just feel like it's so terrible. No, I don't like
1: La Llorona and the Nun because I feel like they're the two that just like they're totally don't fit in the franchise. They're just wacky when it comes to that, and that's why they rank so low. Well.
0: I like that. Next- that is right. Yeah. You explained to me a little bit yesterday. Uh you're kind of doing your ranking a little bit uh with the franchise in mind. Yes. Not just movies on their own.
1: Yeah. I'm going from like a fran- kind of a franchise standpoint just because I don't know, I took 8 days out of my life or like 8 nights out of my life to do this. So if this one doesn't fit in, I'm kind of mad about it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So The Conjuring 3 ended up... Was it below Annabelle Comes Home? No.
1: No, it's... um, Conjuring 3 is number 4. I was debating between 3 and 4, but I think I like Annabelle Creation more than The Conjuring 3. It's
0: a better movie.
1: I have a surprise for you. So my friend, Will, who kind of inspired this whole thing, uh, gave me his ranking, but I have no explanation behind it, so...
0: Yay! You didn't tell me that you actually got that from him. Yeah, so his
1: ranking is... The Conjuring 3, The Conjuring 2, The Nun, weirdly, Annabelle Comes Home, Annabelle Creation, Ooh, okay. Annabelle, then mm-hmm. The Conjuring, then La La I
0: can't believe The Conjuring's that low.
1: I can't either. I don't know why.
0: I mean, I, I have Nun as third, so I can't really say much about that. But... Yeah, I
1: mean, Nun's the third, but I mean, like The Conjuring's my second one, so
0: yeah both. i think it's most people's like top two
1: i knew la larona is gonna be in last because like he texted me after when he gave me all the dvds he's like just so you know la larona sucks but you gotta watch it <laughs> okay it does
0: suck it
1: does kind of suck uh
0: I and mean, i think i think they kind of all do except for the conjuring and the conjuring 2 but yeah i i i I think for those other five, six, six, five movies, whatever, six of them, mostly it comes down to like. Well, I'll I'll exclude the Conjuring three, but mostly it comes down to like, what's your favorite flavor? You know, do you like chocolate or strawberry? They're just kind of the same thing in different settings.
1: Yeah, I mean, and I know him too. He doesn't he doesn't look into movies. I mean, when I was watching, after I watched some of them, I was like, "What did you think about this?" And he's like, "Oh." So he doesn't he doesn't look that deep into it.
0: He just goes for the ride. I can respect that, but he chose some weird rides (laughs) to like more than the others. There,
1: I know. Cool though. I know it's weird that he liked the two, the Conjuring two and Conjuring three are top, and then the first Conjuring is so low. I get that all the Annabelle's are kind of in the middle lower, but
0: yeah. Hmm.
1: I don't know. I'll have to ask him.
0: Well, there's more like jumping around of stories in the conjuring two and three so i wonder if that's kind of something he likes cool well thanks for getting me that you appreciate it i was interested to find out what his thoughts were on this because he pretty much likes all the movies
1: yeah this is like this is his
0: thing so now let's finish this up here almost um talk about the overall timeline i have a just a couple of issues with that and then just thoughts on the universe okay So timeline issues, I think there are a lot of like minor timeline issues for, you know, the entire franchise and Annabelle comes home is it's the whole movie is a timeline issue. And I think it creates a lot of issues with the other movies if there is one movie to put blame on. But when you build a franchise like this, I mean, they weren't planning on having some of these spinoffs. It's totally understandable. I think they did a pretty good job of putting everything together. Mm hmm. But my issues. If oh.
1: Oh, I just said I agree.
0: Oh. Um, in Annabelle Creation at the end of the movie, the family has a bunch of portraits of their daughter growing up, and then in Annabelle, the police don't know why Janice, the the daughter that was has her pictures all around this household, killed the neighbor's parents. The parents who had their pictures of Janice all over the household who illegally adopted her. So like um how don't the police know
1: well i mean because of
0: the movie it's because the movie was made before annabelle comes home was made oh okay yeah they weren't planning on her being related to them until later yeah also annabelle comes home messes with up until this point in the franchise the core rules that had been established for demons And it doesn't matter, like, which order you watch the movies in. If you watch them chronologically or by release date, the movie just creates different issues. But either way, it's an issue with, like, the prior set of rules or fairly vague but established rules. Either way, Annabelle Comes Home really didn't pay attention to the franchise. Like, when they made it, they didn't pay attention to what was happening within the franchise.
1: Looking forward in the franchise, though, they really don't care
0: about previous precedent. That is very true. All right. So thoughts on the universe as a whole.
1: I like when they play the same thing in the beginning, the thing with the Warrens interviewing those like college girls, they are nurses, they play it in the beginning at like three of the movies, I believe all the conjuring movies, I believe.
0: Through four of them, yeah. yeah. Place like at the end of one of the Annabelle movies. Yep,
1: and then it's the beginning of the three Conjuring movies, I believe. Though actually, I remember it being longer at some point. Like I remember that story being half the movie, but I guess I was wrong. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it kind of just it ties it all in for me.
0: Yeah, it's kind of. Nice, like They used to do that a lot, too, in the olden days. Bring in parts of the old movie or something to link them together. Yeah. I had some issues with its continuity.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right, so we've talked about the link with the priest in La Llorona being super weak, but I don't think we talked about uh, Annabelle Creation's link to the franchise, which was just Sister Charlotte, which was really weak. Yeah. And I thought that that could have been explored a little further, or... I think it would have been cool if there was like a movie surrounding around Sister Charlotte. If this movie, if this franchise had stuck with like Valak and Annabelle as our only demons. Are those the two? Valak and Annabelle? Annabelle can't be that demon's name.
1: Well, yeah. Annabelle's not a demon's name. I don't.
0: Maybe it is. I don't remember ever learning that demon's name. Huh. I don't know. So the Annabelle demon and Valak? If those were our only two demons and they were really trying to keep this universe like kind of tight and compact, I thought it would have been cool to create that story for Sister Charlotte. Like, why is she included in both demons? Like, what's her link to the demons?
1: Well, I think they just tried to link her with the nun, but it was very weak.
0: Yeah, she's she happened she happened to have visited the um what is the monastery where the events of the nun occurred like four years before. Yeah. Which is super loose. And it's like, well, maybe they could have created like her being some sort of beacon for demons. You know, I don't Mm -hmm. know.
1: Yeah. It would have been nice to know more about her.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's a stupid little thread now, but they could always go back. All right. So ultimately for this franchise, um, there are very few stakes as in there's very little gore and blood and i'm okay with that but there's also like very little death in the movies like one to two people that'll die in a movie on average which just makes for a less like scary experience when you know that everybody's probably going to live at the end of the movie for me
1: <laughs> okay like the death got it
0: well in a yeah, I mean, in a movie where the stakes are life and death, if I know that there's going to be no death. Okay, so a little conspiracy here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that they probably paid off the MPAA, which is the organization that rates movies R or PG-13.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm pretty sure that they paid them off to get an R rating, like as a marketing tactic in order to attract young teenagers, a 12 to 16 year old audience that wants to watch something that they're not supposed to watch. Yeah. And so they made the movies essentially PG thirteen, but then requested that they get rated an R rating as a marketing tactic. That's that's my theory. Except for I, you know, I should say except for like the Devil Made Me Do It. That movie had like I think pretty much earned that R rating. Yeah, there was there was some shit in that one.
1: There were yeah.
0: Um, I know I've talked about my last thought a little bit throughout. The style of the scares is very much the same from one movie to the next, but. I've said this uh, each movie has its own flavor so I kind I mean, of appreciate that as about the series as a whole
1: yeah and I think it gets better too I mean from the beginning it's like oh my god so many jump scares one after another and then towards the end it's like okay there's really not any jump scares
0: it's because the order that we watched them in
1: yeah I know but I kind of liked that personally. Mm-hmm. I like to say, okay, when you're watching the first, I was like, okay, cool, fine. But towards the end, it's like, I need a story by now.
0: (laughs) And then they gave us like 10 stories in the final two. Yep. Why did you ask for stories, Haley?
1: (laughs) I like that. I mean, I don't like, I don't like gore. I hate gore. I know it's I know it's fake. Like some part of my mind knows that it's fake, but there's also the other part of me that still doesn't want to see a fake version of an arm getting ripped off.
0: Yeah, you're not the only person. These demons suck at killing people. They go after them for hours and days and months, and they can't they're, seem to kill anyone.
1: They're still trainees, I bet. They've
0: been around for centuries, yo. All right, so we've reached the end here. We've given our rankings, uh some overall thoughts what would you recommend the better watching order be the order that the movies were released in? And I have them written down for you so you can double check before you make a decision or the chronological order by like the timeline of the events in the, within the franchise. Let me read the list quick. Mm
1: -hmm. I would say probably the timeline of events, just because you're not going to, You're not going to get some of it, like with the aging of the characters or the year and stuff. It's like, oh, okay, the daughter is now this age, but then she was just this age. and Do you know what I mean?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I think, yeah. Um, Yeah, I don't think that jumping around is an issue. I don't know. I'm a little torn because I think either way there's issues that will come up, and I kind of think it's nice to understand, like, oh, okay, this. So, yeah, I think as the average audience member viewer, I would go about it watching it like in the timeline of events. But if you're someone who's like a little bit interested in cinema beyond the movie that's directly on screen, mm-hmm. I think it'd be kind of interesting to watch them in the order that they're released. So you kind of know. Like, oh, okay, well, they were making this movie as a spin-off of that, so now we're jumping back in time. So this part of the film, they had to write like this in order for it to fit into the previously made movie. Yeah. I think that's my answer. It depends. For the average person, I would say, yeah, probably the way that we watched them. Me too. But ultimately we'll see if you agree i don't think that this universe is really worth a binge watch of the whole universe i would recommend doing like the conjuring ones separate from the annabelle ones and so that way you just don't need to do like eight nights like we did you know
1: that was a lot <laughs> i want
0: to watch the conjuring. you watch those and if you have further interest in the series you can watch the less good movies and go ahead and watch the Annabelle movies and then I really wouldn't bother with even though the nuns third on my list I really wouldn't bother or fourth third, whatever I wouldn't bother with the nun or La Rona.
1: yeah those are I mean those are okay like as separate movies but I don't think in the universe and but I totally agree um I think that you should watch the conjuring as like a three series and then you can watch the Annabelle ones as a three-part series
0: Yeah. In which case I would definitely recommend doing them in the timeline, the chronological order of the timeline. Yeah. Yeah. Cool.